What's up, everybody? Welcome to episode 13 with the old bros. Here I am. Here's your host, Eric, with my partner, Jesse, here for a special show for you guys. I know we say that all the time, but they're all special. Yeah, we're going to talk a little, have some football news here uh, for you guys today. Uh, then we're going to uh, talk a little bit of baseball and uh, pretty much uh, talk about what's going on in the sports world right now. And uh, so, yeah. Uh, We've got a lot going on right now. Of course. But uh, I want to kick off uh, today's show with uh, uh, my boy George Kittle getting paid. Uh, that's uh, big NFL news. Happy for George. Uh, glad the Niners finally uh, uh, paid him. I mean, I, I had no doubts that they that they weren't going to pay him. But it's just, you know, sometimes these uh, holdouts become a little uh, scary, you know. Just ask the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, but, uh, but yeah, I just, I don't know. It just felt like uh, it was going to get done. But, you know, there's always that thing in the back of your head where it's like, dude, what if it doesn't get done? What if they don't have the money? We're in a pandemic, and but they got it done. He's a, he's gonna be the Niner for the next uh, six years, five six years, and um, and he's just the heart and soul, and I think he's the face of the franchise. Uh, you could argue uh, him and or Bosa, uh, but I think uh, I think George Kittle. I mean, just the way he uh, goes about his business, man. The guy's uh. That guy's a, a superstar on the field and off the field, you know, and it's just his character. I think that's what attracts a lot of fans. I think, and not only Niner fans, but I think he's just a a, a likable dude outside the Niner fan base. I mean, he he's always he he's always looking to play, whether he's hurt or or not. I mean, this guy always shows up. And his blocking, dude, it's insane, dude. Like, uh, I haven't seen a tight end block that well in a while. But, but yeah, uh, any thoughts on the Kittle deal? Well, Kittle deal, five years, 75 mil, 40 mil, guaranteed. It's a well-deserved contract for uh, George. Like you said, he's a very likable guy. Reminds me of Stone Cold Steve Austin, you know? Just that attitude that he carries himself. And they, there's a reason they call him Stone Cold Kittle, so... I mean, yeah, it's a well-deserved. I think he's one of the faces of the franchise for, for the franchise for the Niners. So, yeah, well-deserved. But um, yeah, man, I, I think he's top two, if not one, uh, tight end in the league. But, but that brings us to the other thing: Travis Kelsey gets his deal like literally an hour later. What, what do you think about that? You think it was something planned, or just you find it weird the timing? Uh, I did. I I kind of felt like uh, Kansas City was just kind of like, all right, let's see what George Kittle gets gets, and and we're just gonna meet uh, with Kelsey with a tad under like that. It it felt like that. I don't know. Um, or maybe they wanted to make him the highest paid tight end, but they couldn't because of the whole cap. Who knows? Cap situation, but. I don't know. I, I just I don't know where Kansas City is getting all this money from. But hey, I mean, if you could pay all your players, go for it, pay them. But I I, I have a feeling that Kansas City um, Kansas City is gonna uh, gonna have this uh, this core group for a while, which is Mahomes, uh, Kelsey, and then uh, Hill. This is probably their top three on offense. Defensively, uh, they do have some guys locked up, but I don't. I feel like, oh well, yeah, Chris Jones. He he's another uh, a big uh, big piece of their future that's locked up. Outside of that, on defense, I I feel like they have a bunch of guys that are probably like on one two year deals. So what it's going to be interesting to see what Kansas City does with those uh, players. But hey. Um, Kudos to the Chiefs for locking up their player, and uh, and yeah, kudos to the Niners for locking up Kittle. I really stoked about that. He he deserves to get every uh, every dollar that that he gets, and we'll see we'll see how that goes this season. Big payday for the tight ends. Um, in your eyes, besides Kittle, Kelsey, and Ertz, another great tight end in the league. Who do you see as the next upcoming star at tight end? Because I feel like it, uh, the tight end position has really grown. I feel like it kind of died out for a little bit. 
Um, maybe because we play fantasy, so we really noticed it. And not just like it was more like a blocking for for a while. And now you see these guys like Kittle, Kelsey being playmakers on offense, like Ertz catching touchdowns, being mismatches on uh, on a defense. Uh, who's the next star besides these three? Well, I like I like Noah Fant from Denver. I think he's uh, you know he's still he's still a young dude. He's entering his second year. So I guess we'll have to wait and see. I was a big fan of OJ Howard. I just don't know what happened to him last year. And then what's the kid's name from uh, Baltimore? Mark Andrews. Mark Andrews is another young tight end that's pretty promising. Um, you know, he led, I think he led the league last year in touchdowns. Uh, so yeah, I mean, those are those are three tight ends that you could look at it and you're like, oh, they're probably the, the up next up and coming tight ends, but. I have a feeling, you know, Kittle and Kelsey, they're going to run the tight end groups for a while because they're still young, you know. Even Kelsey, I know, I, f- I feel like Kelsey's been in the league for a while, but the guy's st- still, what, how old is uh, Kelsey? About 28? Probably in his late 20s. Yeah, so, I mean, he's still he's still young and he's still in his prime. So, I, I feel like these guys are going to be, be here for a while. And then, as a tight end, like, I just feel like tight ends, if you have a Top end speed at tight end, wow! Like Kittle and and Kelsey, that's that's amazing. Uh, but as you get older in your career, I just feel like uh, tight ends start using their body more, their height. They don't rely on their speed. But what makes Kittle and Kelsey different is their speed. They run like a wide receiver, you know, and they they're as big as a, bigger than a linebacker, you know. So I think that's what makes them unique. Uh, in, 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 in that sense. Uh, but, you know, back then I feel like the tight end position was a little different. It was more like blocking and then, you know, just catch over 50-50 balls, you know, like kind of like when Witten was in his prime, it was kind of like, yeah, just get a little five yard out, move the chains. I just felt like that's what that was a tight end. N- now it's changed. Like they use a the tight end now more like a receiver. Do you feel everything changed uh, when a guy like Jimmy Graham in his prime stepped up and and really put up those big numbers that we, that we saw? Yeah, I think Jimmy Graham kind of put was it Jimmy Graham even even Tony Gonzalez. I mean, he put he put tight ends on the map. I mean, like pass catchers, right? Yeah, pass catchers. You know, like they Tony Gonzalez was a big red zone threat. I remember when in his late career when he was with the Falcons. Even and when he was with the Chiefs, I mean, these guys were, these guys were uh, t- uh, touchdown machines, you know. Jimmy Graham was the one tight end. I feel like he, he was a little different from uh, Tony Gonzalez. I feel like he, he was kind of more like a little like Gronk and and uh, Kittle and Kelsey. They had that speed that could they could beat you with the speed, uh, and then they could just. They don't go down, man. Like I just feel like they it takes like three, four dudes to tackle these guys, and and even then you struggle to get these guys down, you know. Uh, Kittle and Kelsey, uh, their game reminds me a lot of Gronk, you know, especially Kittle. I feel because he's kind of like that WD, WWE superstar off the field, loves wrestling, and <laughs> Gronk was the same way, you know. And they kind of have that character where they're like actors off the field. And then they 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 tear it up on the field, and then they just don't go down easily. So I just feel like they're very similar, you know. Well, Vince and Triple H, if y'all listening, you guys got your new superstar in George Kittle in about ten fifteen years. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, we'll see what happens with his WWE career, but <laughs> for the next six for the next five years, I'm glad he's a he's a Niner. Yeah, big day for tight ends, obviously. I'm going to get into some football news we haven't really talked about. Something that happened weeks ago, but we were off the show a little bit. But what do you think about Cam Newton with the Patriots? And then with all these departures of the Patriots, you know, opting out, what do you see the Patriots this year? Do you really see them as a, a flop team, or do you think that Bill Belichick is going to do some magic going that season? And maybe with Cam Newton as well. Um, I don't know if he's going to – I don't know if he could get this team – Turned turned around. I feel like I feel like I feel like they're gonna be competitive, but I don't know if they could uh, get into the playoffs. You know, uh, the AFC is getting a little stronger. You obviously got KC, Baltimore. The Bills are looking pretty good. 
Um, you also got, uh, you know, Pittsburgh and even, I guess you could say the Browns, they're up and coming. Um, so yeah, I mean, there's a lot of team, there's a lot of good teams in the AFC. I mean, it, it, it Broncos, that's another team to look out for, I think. So I, I don't know. I, I, I feel like you can never count out New England because of their experience, but a lot of that experience is gone when they left, when they lost Tom Brady. So, and then if Cam Newton was there, but they had like these dynamic receivers, guys with top end speed or good athletic tight ends like Gronk in his prime, then I, then I would be like, okay, uh, Patriots are dangerous. But I look at their roster and outside of Edelman, I feel like they have nobody. I feel like outside of Edelman, and even Edelman's getting up there in age, you know? I mean, he's a slot receiver. Cam Newton doesn't really like slot receivers. He loves these big tight ends. So I don't know. And they don't, I don't know. If they. I mean, they got a couple of rookies down there, but who knows if they're going to work out. It's tough to judge when you have rookies. But, I mean, we'll see. We'll see what happens. You know, a big star that I think is going to be uh, with Cam Newton and the Patriots, I think Nikhil Harry's going to step up this year. I think you say that he likes those big receivers. I think I think Nikhil Harry and Cam Newton are going to be a good match. I don't know if I don't know if they'll be a playoff team because you obviously see Buffalo up there improving. Um, and then you got teams like the Dolphins. I think the Dolphins would be much better on the Jets. I don't know because of Adam Gase, but I think it's going to be hard for the Patriots to make playoffs. But I. I don't know. I just feel like you can never count out Bill. Um, I mean, he he's he's made no not known guys, not known prospects into stars in this league. So maybe he has another year in his uh, back pocket and you know pulls one out of pulls a rabbit out of the hat or something. I don't know. But um, yeah, I, I think the Patriots would be competitive. Um, can they make playoffs? We'll have to see. But I'm happy for Cam Newton because. Um, I like Cam, you know, he's a good quarterback. Yeah, he's had his shoulder injuries, and hopefully he can find some redemption out there. But uh, we'll see how that plays out for this uh, for, for this upcoming season. Yeah, I think I think Cam is a, is, is a good QB, you know. I just feel like he's, a, he's taking a hit on his reputation over the last couple of years because of his injuries. And, I mean, he hasn't been the same, man. It just feels like he's had too many injuries. Uh you know, a hurt player is never a good player. That's how I always look at it. If a player's hurt and he's not up to 100%, then, yeah, that's that's where it's it's tough, you know. It, I feel like that's, uh, that's when it gets uh, tough for the player to perform at, at a high level, especially at the level that he's uh, used to performing. So, I mean, we'll see what happens with Cam, and, and hopefully he, he gets it going. Yeah, we'll see how that situation plays out in New England. Is uh, what do we? What do you think about the weird situation in Washington about the whole name thing? Who, how do you think that's gonna play out? Or do you have any names that you would name the Washington Redskins today? Or I mean, I'm sorry, Washington. <laughs> I don't know what. I don't know why they said uh, the Washington team. Or what is it, the Washington team? Washington football team, I guess. Yeah, dude, I mean, they could have been a little bit more creative. Or I don't know if there's just temporary, I guess, for now. But I'm interested to see what happens in that situation in Washington because I just feel like they want that owner out. There's a lot of things that went down there that was pretty disturbing. So I'm interested to see that. I really don't care about the name. They could change the name to the Red Rifles, I could care less, you know, uh, uh, the Red Fox, I don't, I don't care what they change their name to, it doesn't, but I think I'm interested to see what happens with Dan Slider, I feel like he might, uh, he might lose his team, kind of like with uh, Donner Sterling did, uh, when he lost his team, when he lost the Clippers, uh, so who knows, I guess NFL is going to investigate that situation, but I mean, if, if it's true what those uh what those women went through in in, in that franchise, oh man, it's gonna be a bad look on the Redskins, bad look on the coaches that were coaching there. 
I mean, John Gruden's uh, in it, and Jay Gruden, they're both in the report. Wait, John's in it too? Yeah, apparently, like, he uh, he was a part of this uh, thing with his brother there. Oh, I, I didn't I, know about that. Yeah, so, I don't know. A lot of coaches were were, were named and, and GMs that were named in this report. So, it's a, it's a disturbing and disgusting thing in Washington right now. So, as far as their name, I mean, who cares, but... I don't know. What do you think? Well, Washington, at least you have the Washington Nationals, who just won you the World Series. <laughs> but, I mean, seriously, in a serious note, the report was disgusting. I mean, we don't know if it's true. They're going to investigate. They're going to get to the bottom of it. But it, it, true or not, I think it's time for Dan Snyder to let the franchise go. And if that franchise is ever going to get to uh, Super Bowl form, playoff form, you know, being that team, it starts with him. And he's been a dysfunctional owner from the beginning. I'm one who, I don't know if I really cared about the name before, like how people took it to offense. I, I just felt like the name was there for so long, but I guess in the, the time that we are now that it could be offensive to people, you know, but it, it, it was, the name was there for so long that it just, it, I kind of like asked myself like, why now, you know, why change it now? And I, I've heard a lot of people say that too, like, why now? Like, it's not a big deal or whatnot, but I mean, they've been trying to push him to change it for years and he's just always been like... Uh, kind of a douche about it so I mean I, I think it starts up there with him and then if you if you really want to get that team back uh, that franchise back I think it's time for him to sell the team I think uh, especially when you bring a guy in like Ron, Ron Rivera who's a classy guy you know family guy and he gets into this mess and it's just it's, it's not a right fit um, hopefully hopefully there'll be a new owner in Washington and uh a new name like the Red Arrows, the Red Fox, you know, something, something cool, and something that won't be offensive to the people out there, you know. The fires. Something. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's a pretty bad situation. Uh, kind of feel bad for Ron Rivera. I mean, he he didn't uh, the owner from uh, Carolina. He also had a sub team. Cause he did or said something that was kind of like. Oh, maybe. I think I think I think I think uh, Carolina had a situation similar to that, not like this, but but yeah, I just feel like I feel bad for Rivera. Hopefully, he turns that franchise around. Um, it's, not, it's not his fault. The owner's a knucklehead, but we'll we'll figure. I guess they'll figure it out, and and uh, we'll see what happens from here. Well, training camp starts tomorrow for most teams, right? Didn't training camp already start? Or might might have been, but I think teams like Dallas are starting tomorrow. I don't know, but point is, either training camp started or it's about to start. You know, I've been too focused on this uh, baseball, basketball. But that brings me into my next thing. We're gonna have more football news coming out. But what do you think about the NBA? The seeding, uh, Blazers, Memphis playing for a playing game Saturday. Oh, it's gonna be an exciting game. Uh... I think Memphis is gonna uh, Memphis is gonna surprise a lot of people. I feel like they're gonna uh, Memphis and Trailblazers, they're both surprising a lot of people. Well, I feel like the Blazers should not be in the situation to begin with, but they started the regular season out slow. So, I mean, if you look at the Blazers team, I mean that team should be easily a four or a five seed. Uh, you know, I think they're probably even better than a team like the Rockets, who's probably like fifth right now or fourth. See, so I, I think they're a better team than the Rockets, um, but but yeah, I mean, uh, as far as Memphis, man, I hope they get in. As a Laker fan, I don't want to. I don't want to see the Blazers. I don't want to see Damian Lillard. I think he's a baller. I think he's one of the best players uh, in the NBA, and he's probably the closest player to Kobe that I have seen in a while. Because this guy just doesn't doesn't care, and. Us Laker fans, we know what it what it is to uh, have a guy like Kobe on our team, and go and going up against a guy like that, I wouldn't want to see him in the first round. So, I hope the Lakers dodge a bullet. I hope Memphis wins on Saturday, but at the end of the day, if if it has to be the Trailblazers playing the Lakers, it is what it is, and I just hope that we survive that series. Yeah, I mean it's gonna it's gonna be tough. Um, the way Lillard's been playing. It's crazy. I think he's had like 125 points these last three games or 150. I don't know what I, I saw some crazy number right now. 150 something. But uh, 
Yeah, man, he's he's been a baller, and it, it, it this 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 thing that the NBA did the whole eight games and uh, or is it eight or ten games? Eight. It was eight games. Okay, these eight games getting into the to, to the to the playoffs. It, they did a good job on it, and you had a team like the Suns uh, go eight and zero, and just to fall short by half a game that really sucks, you know, because. A guy like Devin Booker, who's another one, another star up in this bubble, who really showed up, played big, won some big games. I mean, they beat the Clippers. Uh, they really won some big games out there. And, you know, they fought to the end, and they just needed Portland to lose to, to get in that uh, game with Memphis. But, I mean, they also come short. But I, I think there's a bright future in Phoenix. What do you think about that? Devin Booker, uh, Aiden. Yeah, I think I think Phoenix is a, a up and coming team. I, I I've always felt like Phoenix has had all these good young players, and then they just uh, I don't know they just don't I don't feel like they put it together. But for some reason, uh, this uh, this pandemic kind of helped them out. I feel like they came out, you know, fresh and uh, ready to ready to uh, take care of some business. And uh, it looks like uh, looks like they 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 took a a huge step forward as far as their growth and experience. Uh, sucks that they're not making to make the playoffs, um, you know, but, but yeah, the, the NBA has done a really good job. I feel, you know, it's still, it's a little different, you know, no fans there, but for the most part, man, it's been, it's been, it's been pretty good. It's been pretty clean. Uh, I, I like, I like, uh, I like, you know, the, the way they did it, the format, you know, the eight games to to figure out the seedings, that's cool. I mean, it, it's not like uh, seedings matter because there's no fans or no home court advantage, none of that. But I just think, you know, it's also good for these players to get some games underneath them before they throw them in a playoff situation, you know. Uh, you want to get there. You don't, you don't want to risk a lot of injuries, so you don't want to bring these players back slow. Uh you know, there was games where a lot of the superstars, like the day Lakers were playing the Nuggets. Uh, uh, it was a Jokic. He wasn't playing in the fourth quarter. Uh, you know, LeBron and AD were, you know, not not fully playing today in today's last game finale. So I just feel like it was just kind of like a, these eight games were kind of like a warm-up for a lot of these teams that were already secure, like Denver, Clippers, Lakers, they were already secured to get in the playoffs. If they lost all eight games, they'd still make it. You know, it's just it's just kind of like a, a thing that they, uh, you know, it was, it was good that the NBA did this to kind of get them a warm-up. Do you sense some panic out here in Lakerland? Uh, I hear a lot of people saying um, that the Lakers, they look lost. And, and, and in, a, in a way, I kind of get it because I, I feel – I feel like we're going to need guys like Danny Green to step up. We're going to need guys like uh, Caruso to have some impactful plays, some guys like Kuz to step up, you know? But uh, a lot of people are riding out the Lakers. They're saying that the Clippers are uh, taking the West just because the Clippers, you know, they've been not playing their players all all year, that that they don't they don't really care for the seeding. They, they just want to get to the playoffs healthy so they could dominate. What do you think about that? You think... You think the Clippers are that? I know the Clippers are a talented team, but do you think, do you think they're that much better than the Lakers, or what do you think? Like, <clears throat> I think that uh, I think that the Clippers they have a really deep team. Their their team is deep, but I just feel like when you're a team and you feel like you can flip the switch anytime you want, that's dangerous. Like, I you don't want that. I, it kind of reminds me of the '04 Lakers when they got a uh, Carl Malone and. Gary Payton and Kobe and Shaq, that team felt like, oh, yeah, we could just flip the switch and we're deep. We could win a championship. It's given. Nah, man. For some reason, I feel like the Clippers have gotten that cocky ignorance in them. You know, they're kind of like, yeah, we don't need to play. Take days and, and, you know, you the regular season is not as important as the postseason you obviously want to go into the playoffs fresh especially in the nba you know it's, it's you know it's a lot of a lot of uh wear and tear on your legs it's a long season you know so you want to go in as fresh as possible i get where the clippers are going but just kind of their their not their their attitude towards it kind of you know every time they talk they get an interview they kind of oh we don't care about the, we don't care about the seating we don't care about this we just 
we just try to be fresh for the playoffs. And it just, I don't know, to me, it just rubs me the wrong way. It's kind of like, all right, dude, it's like, like, just because you're in the playoffs and you have a deep team doesn't necessarily think, it doesn't necessarily mean that you're going to, you know, run away with the title. And I just feel like the Lakers, you know, they're, they, they, it looks like they're missing Avery Bradley. But I also feel like they'll, they'll, they'll get it together. If they could find a guy like if Kuz or Caldwell Pope or even uh, Danny Green could just, man, make some outside shots. I just feel like that's what they're missing, dude. Like Danny Green and Caldwell Pope. Like, man, you guys got to hit your shots. I mean, we, that's why we brought you guys here. We didn't bring you guys here to, you know, uh, warm up the bench. We brought you guys here to make some big threes. And I feel like Danny Green will wake up. He's a streaky shooter. I remember last year in the finals, he won a game where he was like 0 for 8. And then the next game, he was like, you know, 8 for 11 from 3. So so he is a streaky shooter. I feel like Danny Green will get it going. Carwell Pope, you know, I hope he gets it going. We do need his defense. Hopefully his uh, his defense uh, gets a little better because we're going to need him against these guards, you know. We're probably going to have to send him out there to help out Caruso. And uh, we're probably gonna we're 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 gonna need Rondo back soon. So hopefully we could get Rondo back. You know, you know his playmaking ability and you know some defense would help. So I mean I think the Lakers will be fine. Um, you know Portland if if they end up playing Portland it's gonna be tough. I still think the Lakers could pull off that series, but it's gonna be a six seven game series. Yeah, it's gonna be a tough series if the Lakers uh, are able to meet up with them in the first round. But yeah, like you said, the Clippers. Nah, man. I, Clippers, damn. If the Clippers beat the Lakers, that'd be a sad day for me. Uh, Clippers are the one team besides Boston that I just really dislike. And they've always been the little brothers to the Lakers, but, you know, the, the the Clippers have really done a good job changing that team around, uh, obviously adding Kawhi. But, I mean, Paul George has been known not to show up in big games. So, um, we'll see if Paul George shows up this year. But, um, man, hopefully the Lakers can pull that off if they end up meeting down the road. Yeah, I, I look, I before we get off this topic, I don't know if you saw the game the other day where Damian Lillard missed two free throws and they would have won the game. And, and, and Patrick Beverly, and I think it was Morris or somebody, they were just laughing on the bench. And it's like, dude, this guy, this guy sent you home a couple years ago, Beverly. You're going to overhear, you're over here clowning a guy like Lillard? I, don't mess with that guy, bro. That guy is not a guy I want to mess with. Uh, and then he sent Paul George home last year, and then Paul George gets on like IG, and they get in, like in a little feud, talking smack to uh, Lillard. It's like, dude, man, bro, like you, you don't want that again. Lillard will ball you up. You don't want that. And Paul George chokes. I feel like that guy chokes all the time in the playoffs. Maybe this year might be different because he has better stars around him. But man, he choke all the time in the playoffs, bro. Like. Please don't don't get don't get started on on uh, on Damian Lillard like about missing some free throws. You know Kawhi is a beast. He's in another level. Have nothing but respect for Kawhi Leonard. But as far as those other scrubs, I, I got nothing. I don't got respect for uh, Paul George nor uh, Patrick Beverly. So we'll we'll see what happens in the playoffs. So they need they need to talk. They need to back it up in the playoffs. Hopefully uh, hopefully they they could do that. We know Kawhi will show up, but we'll see about you, Paul Georgie. <laughs> another another interesting matchup, OKC and Houston, but Westbrook might be out a couple games in that first round. Who do you think takes that? Because OKC has been a surprise team this year. I feel like CP3 going out there, man, he's, you know, he's an older, older, older veteran, but he's really had a good season out there in OKC. Who do you think wins that matchup? I think Houston pulls it off, but I feel like it's also going to be a, a six, seven game series. I feel like uh, what what uh, what OKC kind of has an not an advantage, but they've they upgraded this year. Is they actually got some shooters. So now, like CP three handles the ball, but when he passes it out, I mean he has shooters to to knock down the shot, and he's actually playing his game. I feel like in Houston, he couldn't play his game like you know. James Harden wanted the ball in his hand all the time, and CP3 needs the ball to get in his game. I mean, facilitate, you know, give some assists, get some scoring done. Like, that's his game. Uh, so I felt like ever since he left the Clippers, he, he hasn't been the same. So when he came 
to OKC, it kind of felt like a fresher breath there for CP3. And he has some good young players there. I, I don't think they'll beat Houston, but they'll take them six or seven. Yeah, it's going to be an interesting matchup. I'm excited to see that. I feel like, I don't know, that that uh, rivalry is pretty cool. Uh, just Westbrook going back to OKC uh, after the trade with CP3. CP3 against his old team. We'll see if how many games Westbrook misses, but hopefully not too much time. I would see that matchup full, full strength. Uh, what do you think about Giannis, the way he acted uh, <laughs> the other day and got himself ejected? Do you think that's a sign of frustration? Or are you not thinking too much of it, just in the heat of the moment? Uh, if, I think it's just probably just the heat of the moment. But this is the second time he does this in the bubble, though. He, he had another altercation with uh, was it somebody from the Nets or somebody? Or I forgot what team they were playing that. He got in a little scrum with it. So it could be a frustration. Uh, you know, he's frustrated because uh, maybe he's in... Maybe he's struggling in the game, or he just they get they get it under his skin. But you know, you don't want to show the opponent how easily they could get under your skin. So, in a sense, where I think the heat of the moment got to him, you know, I, I think you know it just got to him. But you also don't want to show your opponent your opponent how they could get under your skin, because if I feel like if they do that and they take you out of your game, that's when you're gonna struggle, and that's when that's that's when uh when it could get you know. Worse for you. Yeah, man. I think the Bucks are probably favorites to come out of the East. Um, but man, I, I heard this interesting thing on the radio today that um throughout this whole break from COVID and whatnot, that uh Chris Middleton didn't even pick up a basketball this whole time in the break. And uh a lot of that concern just that draws a lot of concern just because Chris Middleton has been another guy who comes up short in the playoffs a little bit. I feel like um, last year when they were up 2-0 on Toronto, uh, Chris Middleton kind of disappeared in the uh, closing games, which really cost uh, Milwaukee uh, to to advance to the to the finals. And um, I don't know, do you find some concern in that? You know, Middleton uh, kind of Disappearing? Yeah, disappearing, but I mean, uh, and then saying that he didn't pick up a basketball all, all break. What do you think about that? Yeah, I think that is concerning. I mean, that's the second star of Milwaukee. You're supposed to be the second star next to Giannis, and you haven't, you didn't pick up a basketball? I mean, come on, dude. Like, like, these guys, these guys, I'm pretty sure they have access to gyms or something. You know, a lot of these guys have gyms in their arena. I mean, in their homes. You know, somebody like LeBron. I mean, I know not everybody's like LeBron or or these other superstars where they have these mansions and basketball gyms in their homes. But I mean, I'm pretty sure you have some access, man. I mean, you know, some people that could let you train. You know, by yourself. Nobody, you know, nobody's telling you to go pick up a, you know, play basketball five on five in contact with people you don't know. But but I'm pretty sure you could pick up a basketball, shoot around, and, and get, get your game going, uh, work on your shot a bit. But uh, we'll see what happens. I mean, I think if uh, the Bucks get bounced off, uh, bounced out quick, uh, Giannis is probably going to be thinking about maybe uh, finding a new team, you know, especially if he can't trust his teammates like this where they're not even training when when they could be training, you know. Yeah, man, that might, I think Chris Milton, he's a really likable guy. Uh, I don't know, he just seems like a really humble guy, but um, it would be, well, they, the Bucks really need him to step up. And like you said, he's that second star in Milwaukee. Uh, I I wouldn't, the way Chris Middleton has played, I wouldn't consider him a second star. I, I think he would be a good number three, but I mean, on that team, he's a number two, and I, I think they're going to really need him to step up. And something that he hasn't done yet in the big games, and you know, hopefully he does. Uh, like I said, Milwaukee's a likable team. Giannis, he's a big fan of Giannis. He's a good player, but yeah, they're gonna need they're gonna need some scores, and they're gonna need. You know, I can't all be Giannis, you know. Yeah, I mean, they got some they got some ball players down there. Yeah, they got Brooke, the team. Brooke Brooke Lopez is another guy who could pick it up and score. Um, you know, but I just feel like uh, you know, he I think Middleton got paid like a like a max player, so. I mean, you're supposed to show up and show up in these moments and and show up for your team. And, you know, 
at least do your part in, as far as training. And, and, you know, I know that we got hit with the pandemic and it's, everything's different. Uh, but, hey, dude, like, I'm pretty sure you have an ac- access to a basketball gym. So uh, you better step up, Middleton, because if not, Giannis is leaving, bro. Do you think a, a team like Toronto could give uh, and uh, Fitz to Milwaukee again this year? Definitely. I think Toronto is another scary team. You know, they're they're a team that nobody really talks about because Kawhi left. But, I mean, they got Lowry, um, Siakam, and they play good defense. So I just feel like that team, that team is another team that in the East, the, the East is not that deep if you really look at it. It's just probably just Milwaukee, Raptors, and... Maybe, well, nah, Miami, maybe. I don't know. Or, uh, yeah, those are probably the only teams that are probably a threat, you know, to come out of the East. So I think, I think, uh, I think Toronto is a team to watch out for, man. They're scary. They play good defense. They, they, they got some good shooters down there. You know, I know they lost Kawhi, but man, they, they, they didn't lose a lot when, uh, with, these other up-and-coming stars. Siakam, I feel like he's a baby. You know, this guy's uh, taking his game to another level every game, you know? So Toronto's a team to look out for. Yeah, I think Toronto's a scary team. I, I feel like a lot of people are riding them off because of uh, the departure of Kawhi. But, man, the way that team is coached, played hard, I feel like I feel like Kyle, Kyle Lowry had always had that kind of choke choke artist name against him. But the way he showed up big last year in playoffs and – so I guess under this new coach, um, I guess they really got in the, the best out of Lowry. So he's really shown up for some big games. And Lowry has really shown up big, man. And I think he's really uh, – because you remember all those times they used to get bounced by out by LeBron. No matter who LeBron has, LeBron could have three guys from the street, dude. And it didn't matter. It, it didn't matter. And Toronto could be the, the number one seed, and he would bounce them out, man. And then you got uh, – you got Fred Van Fleet, man. He's been a he's been a stud for that team too. Uh, so that's the team to watch out for. I feel like a lot of a lot of analysts or a lot of uh, radio people that are listening to that they've been writing off the Toronto or saying uh, not to worry too much about them. But I don't know, man. I, I feel like they're still a good team. Yeah, they also got Mark Gasol, right? Still got Mark, Mark, and uh, Serge Ibaka. Ibaka. So yeah, that, that team's a good a good team, well coached. So we'll we'll see what happens. Uh, NBA playoffs. Should be exciting. I'm excited to get the NBA playoffs. You know, I think the first couple of games, I was excited of the restart. I was like, yeah, you know, it's finally NBA's back. But then after they got to, like, the third, fourth game, I was kind of over it. Uh, now, you know, playoffs, you know, playoffs is a whole different story. It's winner go home. So I'm excited to see what happens in the playoffs, you know, especially this year. You know, nobody has a home court advantage. Everybody's playing in a – Tough situation. I'm excited to see what LeBron and AD do together. Uh, we'll see what the Clippers do. Uh, we'll also have to see what these uh, teams like Houston. I feel like uh, this is a, a big year for a team like Houston, you know, uh, because if they don't get it together, uh, I'm pretty sure they're going to give it a one more go with Westbrook and Harden. But, I mean, it just seems like it's the same story with Houston. It doesn't matter who comes in or who comes out. So, We'll see, we'll see what happens. And uh, for the first time in 22 years, uh, the San Antonio Spurs are not in the playoffs. So that's a little different, too. But, you know, shout out to Pop and uh, the Spurs, man. They've always, uh, they've always uh, you know, g- gave the Lakers a fits in, back in the day. And and kind of a late, well, they've been the Lakers' rival, especially in the playoffs. And then they also, uh, you know, have come up big with, championships and everything and I think Pop's an awesome coach but shout out to the Spurs for their big run I guess they've had yeah from from the football field to the NBA uh, court we move on to the diamond Uh, what have you liked about the MOB season so far is there some teams that you're finding interesting more as we get into the later weeks uh, what do you think about the Dodgers? I don't know. Start off, whatever you want to talk about. Basically. Uh, I'm going to start it off with uh, surprise teams. I feel like uh, San Diego has surprised me a bit. I, I didn't think they were going to be 
this good uh, to start. I mean, they still. I feel like they're still not where they should, where they're gonna be in the future. They're still young, but uh, but yeah, they they they've showed some grit. Uh, Colorado has surprised me. Another team that has uh, has you know showed, but they, you know they have they've had flashes before. So uh, Chicago, I mean Chicago uh, Cubs have really surprised me. They're like what thirteen and three. three. I mean that's that's a team that's really surprised me. Um, Let's see. Yankees, I expect Marlins. I, I, I guess you could say they're somewhat of a surprise, but then again, I mean they haven't played that many games. You know, uh, teams like the the Phillies. I mean, I was I was kind of expecting the Phillies to be a little better, but you know they they I don't know they kind of had a their I think that I was reading something the other day. They have the worst. Uh, Bull, uh, bullpen in history. Uh, it's like a ERA of ten. Man, if if you're if you're ranked over the Diamondbacks right now, <laughs> I don't know, but the, yeah, that 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 bullpen's a mess out there in Philly. I feel like they made some good additions. You know, they got DJ Gregorius and they also got Zach Wheeler. You know, to have to ro- that rotation, but damn that bullpen, man, that needs uh, a U-Haul and get that get everybody out of there and bring in some new guys from the street. You know. Yeah, it's uh, it's it's different. Uh, Baltimore is another surprising team. They they it's like a young team, I guess. That they're just giving it all they got. I mean, uh, Boston, it kind of a bit of a surprise. I they expected Boston to be a little better. I know they lost their their superstar in uh, Mookie Betts, but I did expect them to be a little better. I didn't think they would be in the bottom of the division. Uh, but it, like I said, it's a sixty-game season. I've said this before. It's gonna be. It's a sprint. It's a sprint. So you got you got to you got to figure it out a way to 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 get it done. And uh, you know, shout out to the teams. I want to touch a little bit on the COVID situation. Shout out to the teams that are doing their their part to try to finish the season. You know, uh, there's been reports out there that. I guess uh, the Cardinals were out in the casino, strip club. I don't know what it was. And now like, you see their team. They haven't played in almost two weeks, I think. So, you know, shame on you, Cardinals. Shame on you, guys. Like, you know, you're in a 60-game season. Just stay in, you know. And then shout-out to uh, to the Indians for suspend- suspending uh, Mike Clevenger and I think it was another teammate where they wanted to go out or they went out or something. Mm-hmm. Uh, so shout-out to the Cleveland Indians for – for doing that, you know, because it's it's not fair that they, these these players are gonna ruin it for other teams, other players that are actually trying to get the season in. I've I've said it, I've preached this uh, a lot over the past couple weeks, dude. You guys don't get the season in, man. Those are big money contracts that you know players like Betts just got. They're not gonna be available for a lot of you guys, so this is important for you guys to finish the season. Yeah, I'm a little disappointed with the Cardinals. Just knowing how talented of a team the Cardinals actually are, and they're a team that could be in a mix for a World Series, uh, or out there playing in October, especially with this expanded playoffs. But like you said, they haven't played in two weeks, so they're gonna have a lot of double headers coming up, and that can really mess with a ball club because they're gonna have probably a week full of double headers, and. I don't know, in a short season where every game, where every game counts and you're out there part, partying and whatnot, oh, that's tough. And I'm surprised by a team like a, a, re, a well-run organization like the Cardinals that they would allow something like that, especially, or, you know, not the owners up there didn't allow it. But, you know, a team, a, a franchise that's very disciplined, I guess you could say, and for the players to go out and do that, that was uh, uncaried characteristic about them you know Miami I kind of understood it because the players are young you know Miami's rebuilding young players but it seems like Miami figured out that situation but Cardinals I think this one even seems worse yeah it just seems uh it seems it's getting worse uh there so I mean I just feel like uh now it's just like every team that gets hit with this they're ruining their season it's it seems like Manford has has kind of figured it out in a sense where it's like, all right, cool, you're ruining your own season. That's that's your problem. You know, you're the one that's going to play all these double headers at the end. You're the one that's going to 
that's gonna you're gonna want you're the team that's gonna be at a disadvantage. So I just feel like I just feel like uh, the Cardinals uh, they're they're the ones at a disadvantage right now. Um, so any team that that decides to go out and uh, you know do this or you know go out and party up or be irresponsible about about taking the season serious, I just feel like they're going to struggle and there's going to be a spread. I mean, I don't follow a whole lot of teams outside of the Dodgers, but I just feel like the Dodgers kind of, you know, teams like the Dodgers, the Yankees, you know, teams that are battling for a World Series, uh, they're kind of being responsible about the situation. They're kind of just like, all right, cool, let's go, go to work and go home. Go to work and go home. And, and I think that's the way it should be, you know, especially in, in a different year like this. Yeah, it's it's been it's been a crazy season so far, and hopefully the Cardinals start playing soon because it's really affecting my Cy Young candidate right now. Who was your Cy Young? <laughs> I had Jake, I mean uh, Jack Flaherty as my Cy Young. So he's only pitched one game, and yeah, it, it's a mess out there in uh, San Luis. But speaking on that, uh, how do you think you're doing on your projections so far? You think how do you think Walker Bueller has? Uh, uh, Walker Bueller has uh, he struggled a bit. Couple, he had a couple starts. Last start, he was pretty good. Um, but I feel like Walker's always been like that. He starts off the season a little shaky and then tones up towards the end of the season and he's always ready to go. Uh, but, but yeah, just uh, Mookie Betts is finally waking up. Uh, his bat's waking up. He had three homers today. So, I mean, his bat looks like it's coming alive. Uh, another guy that's really surprised me this year, and I, I mean, I, I, I know he's always had talent. It's just Problem with him is staying on the field is that Corey Seager, man. He's dude, he's he's tearing the ball off the cover. He's uh he's actually uh he's has he has way better numbers right now than uh, Cody Bellinger, and I feel like Bellinger and uh, guys like uh, Yelich they're struggling right now. I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's just a MVP hangover or what it is, but uh, those guys are struggling. Uh, hopefully they 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 wake uh, wake up and uh, get this. Uh, you know, get their bats going. Uh, defensively, they're always legit, you know. But, you know, their bats are important in the lineup. But guys like Seager, man, he's really impressed me. Turner, he's Mr. Consistent. I've said it, man. Turner's consistent for the Dodgers. He 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 shows up, gets the job done, plays good defense, you know, has a, a, a good bat. Nothing, nothing, nothing loud, nothing that, you know, speaks uh, uh, crazy. He's just, he's Mr. Consistent. Uh, and, and yeah, so AJ Pollock's another Dodger that uh, you know he had another home run today, and he's uh, he's another guy that's just uh, he's he's played good ball and he looks he looks good, he looks like he's having fun out there. But the guys, Mookie Betts is another guy. He's brought an energy to the clubhouse. Uh, our bullpen is outstanding. I I haven't seen a Dodger bullpen like this in a long time. It doesn't seem, you know, it seems like whoever they bring out lately, it's just the guy's throwing gas, you know. Guys like uh, Brustal Gradoval, the guy we got from the Twins, I mean, that guy comes in throwing 101, and then he hits you with a 91 slider. Like, that's nasty, dude. But we'll see what happens. Well, going back to our projections, um, yeah, I had Hindu Ryu as a my Cy Young, that hasn't worked out so far. He's one and one, I think a four ERA. So he's had some struggles in there. So, but I think as of right now, Shane Bieber has been a stud out there for Cleveland. I think he's right now in the in the running for Cy Young. I mean, he's racking up K's like crazy. Um, Zach Greinke with another pick. He's had a solid season so far. Um, MVPs, I picked Aaron Judge. I think you picked Judge too. Mm-hmm. I think. I think we got that right so far. Yeah, I mean, you yeah. have Mike Trout getting high right now, so we'll see how long Judge can uh, hold it off. But as of right now, I would think Judge is the MVP, uh, AO MVP. Uh, who do you have for random MVP? Mookie. Mookie. Mm-hmm. Mookie's coming yeah. along. He's getting really high. But as of right now, who would you say is that MVP? Oh, oh I, my choice would probably say Charlie Blackman. Oh, yeah. That guy's batting like 400, so. 500. He's playing 500? He's hitting 480-something. Oh, wow. So, yeah, I guess he would be the NL MVP right now if uh, the season were to end. But, uh, honestly, this year... Or Tatis. Tatis has been fired, too. Yeah, Tatis is another young player. Uh, he's he's amazing. Uh, 
But I don't know. I, I just feel like this year I, it's just different. I don't really look at the awards. I'm not really looking at I'm just looking at yeah, get the season in, man. I just feel like, man, get this regular season in. I remember a couple weeks ago we talked about on the show about how MLB needs to do a bubble for the playoffs, and you're like, I don't think they'll do it. Well, it looks like they're going to do it. They're talking about having a bubble. And I told you, you know, I feel like this is going to uh, – bubble is what they need to kind of keep these guys in check a bit, especially, you know, you know the irresponsible team. So, Manford's kind of like, all right, cool. We get this season in, go into a bubble, we'll – Play in San Diego or somewhere I don't know where it's uh, good weather, and uh, we'll get this uh, we'll get this uh, playoffs in and make a bunch of money and uh, somewhat save the season. So, so I I think I think the I think the fact that Manfred's kind of like all right cool you're you're sh- you know you're shooting yourself in the foot as a team for not being responsible that's your problem. Uh, and he's kind of like going about this business, and I, and I feel like that's the way it should be, man. I, I, I wake up in the morning and hear all these radio show guys. What is MLB doing? You know, and and I've been a I've been a guy that's ripped Manford and you won a couple times, but, but in a pandemic you cannot rip these commissioners, man. Like this is all different. Like nothing that you do is gonna be the same. NFL is gonna have some changes. Uh, NBA had to go to uh, Orlando to finish their season. I mean, come on, man. Everybody's going different. And then it's not like you could have done a bubble for MLB. There was no way you could do a bubble. 30 teams. Each team has about 30 uh, 30 players. Plus, you got an extra 30 that are in reserve just in case somebody gets hurt. How are you going to do a bubble like that? So a lot of these guys, you know, clowns that are out there on the radio just kind of like talking – Talking nonsense, you know, like, oh, MLB, what are they doing? You know, they're they're kind of like, oh, well, they're doing double headers. Seven inning double. How are they going to hold up? Dude, they've been off for almost two weeks. They better hold up. Like, you've been on break. So it's like, don't tell me that they can't do it. Seven innings. You're only doing seven innings, bro. Like, you could do a bullpen game and then the other game have your starter go seven and there you go. You know, you save your bullpen, but I just feel like these these guys sometimes they just want they want clicks for their show or something. I don't know, payasos though. <laughs> yeah, I heard about that. Uh, I heard about the bumble plan for the playoffs. Ah, I mean, look, man, just finish this. I don't care how, but I do think baseball is different. Um, like I said, you can't compare playing court at Coors Field to Dodger Stadium. No. It's it's just it's just different. I mean, damn that ball, the way that ball flies in Coors compared to uh, Dodger Stadium or Petco or whatever, uh, Giants. It, it's just different. So I think let's say Colorado makes the playoffs and they gotta let's say they have a bubble. They're, they're pro athletes, obviously they're professionals. They know, but it's just it's not the same. So let's say let's say Colorado wins the West, but they gotta play the. They got to play in a bubble in San Diego or LA. It's just, I don't know, that home field advantage is taken away from them, you know? And like you could say, like the NBA, too, the you know, number one seeds, they don't have their fans in front. So, thoughts something going to adjust to, but I, think, I just think that baseball's a little different just because on the field they play for. Uh, basketball, there's a core, one core, nothing really different. NFL, same thing, it's a field 100 yards. But baseball, the wall is deeper and left. There's a lot uh, that comes in more right, you know, just the way the 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 field is built is different for every state, you know. Yeah, I I definitely think uh, baseball is a, it's it's a different it's a different view, I guess, the way you know you look at the fields and and everything. But I mean, they're gonna have to figure out a way to to find a new neutral place where these guys are safe and they finish the playoffs because that that's that's where the big money is for the for MLB. I mean, it's all about you know, I know it's it's about the player safety too, you know, you're trying to get these guys safe, but at the end of the day, it's about the money, man. You know? The money is 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 what what uh what they got they got to try to get these playoffs in, you know? And this is important for the players too. This is why I preach this all the time. I just feel like players have to just uh, be responsible and 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 do their part. So, 
hopefully they find a neutral site. I think a place like San Diego is perfect. You know, it's kind of a pitch, uh, pitcher's ballpark. And then it's also like they got that short field and left, you know. So that's also kind of could be a home run hitting park. So, you, but, but yeah, uh, we'll see what happens with the, um, with the playoffs. But so far, MLB, I think they're doing the best they can. It's not perfect, you know, but they're doing the best they can. And, uh, and yeah, we'll just, we'll just have to figure this out as far as playoffs. And hopefully the Cardinals get cleared from this virus soon and they could get into playing ball. But, uh, but yeah, and I think teams need to take it more serious, man. I just feel like uh, you guys gotta take it more serious. Players, you know, you see your teammate acting up, acting a fool, but pull them aside and be like, "Hey, what are you doing? Let's try to save." And dude, it's not like it's not like you're telling these players to stay in for 162 games, you know, dude. It's uh, 66 days. Like you've been in quarantine for longer, but you cannot be in, I guess, semi quarantine for. 66 more days to and you're getting paid for it it's not like you're not you're doing your job a lot of people don't have jobs right now yeah man i mean honestly if i was a baseball athlete they, they they're saying that if you're at home you can go out you know so they say you're the diamondbacks you, and you're in arizona you're playing in arizona you can go out or eat do your thing but the visiting team is the one that has to stay in the hotel i mean dude I mean, if you're an athlete, man, take your PS4 in the hotel room, order room service. We'll, we'll, I, don't, I don't get what's so hard about it, man. I mean, like you said, we've been in quarantine for longer, so it's not really something different, you know? You know, do something you like. Play some, invite some of your teammates, play some board games. I don't know. Watch a movie, something. Play some video games. Order your food. They bring you your food. I mean, it's not that hard, man. Yeah, it's it's not, man. It's just like, and a lot of these are like three, four game series. So it's like, it's like you're only there for three, four days. Like, dude, and then you're off to the back home or to the next city. And it's like, come on, like, I don't know. I think uh, a lot of these players, uh, they 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 take their opportunities for granted a lot, and and you know, then they're, they're not they're not focused on the prize because. I feel like teams like like I've, I've said this before. Teams like the Yankees, Dodgers, uh, they they look like they're 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 focused. Like, hey, we're not trying we're not trying to mess this up. Like, we're trying to finish this season. This is important for us, you know. And and Cubs even look like they're they they're taking it pretty serious. And then, you know, you see younger teams. They kind of just it seems like they don't care. Yeah. To be fair, um, I think. The only one really doing a or do, did a poor job was the Cardinals. I mean, the Miami situation is all shitting out. Uh, but, you know, the Cardinals, I think once the Cardinals situation gets sorted out, I mean, it's going to be tough for them with these all, all these doubleheaders. But I think once uh, the Cardinals situation gets settled out, uh, I think it will be fine. I think a lot of the teams, they followed the they followed the, the protocols. They've they seen what happened in Miami. They're seeing what's happening with San Luis. So I think everybody pretty much got the the point of it. Uh, we're just waiting for the San, San Luis thing to get figured out, and it's affecting the teams that they're they're playing, you know, too. But I think once that gets sorted out, and we'll be we'll be fine. But uh, damn, I think I think we talked about a lot today. I feel like it's been the most jam packed show we've had. Yeah, this was uh, this show was uh, was litty litty. Uh, but yeah, I just feel like we got a lot of topics in, a little bit of NFL. Uh, we'll have some more uh, topics on the NFL coming soon. We got training camp starting up, fantasy football coming up for a lot of people that play fantasy out there. You know, we're gonna talk a little bit about, uh, you know, we play some fantasy too, so we're gonna talk a little bit about our drafts once they happen. And stuff like that. Uh, I'm not gonna give you all my secrets out there, you know, because there's a there's there's people that listen to me and they're in my league, you know. I don't want I don't want I don't want to give them the heads up. <laughs> yeah, they they want to listen to two time chat. You know, they they want to take uh, advice from the two time chat. Yeah, you know, they want the the two time champs that advice. You know, you know, one two chips in one year. Who's the, who, who's ever done that? Yeah, that's all jokes aside, guys. But yeah, um, but yeah, we uh, we're gonna have uh, some upcoming shows, uh, and uh, hopefully some more baseball things are heating up. Uh, teams are, uh, I think the 
MLB deadline is August 31st, I believe. So there's probably going to be some players on the move. Hopefully the Cardinals don't be sending uh, out their COVID players to teams that are that are pretty clean. Uh, but um, but yeah, so it's uh, it's gonna it's gonna be interesting. Sports is back, exciting time, and uh, everybody just stay safe out there. Yeah, stay safe, everybody. Be careful, and so next time it's gonna do it for tonight. Peace out. Peace.